you've reached the phone of James Thomas Talbert. Thanks for calling. I will get back to you at my earliest convenience. <laughs> Thank you, and goodbye. At my earliest convenience. James, where you at? Bro, if your earliest convenience isn't in the next 60 seconds, <laughs> we're doing this podcast without you. Get Jada back in here. Where's she at? This is the absurd journey of three church planners reintroducing familiar ideas in unfamiliar ways. This is the Bless Up Podcast. All right, welcome back. This is the Bless Up Podcast. I'm Rachel. I'm in the studio with Corey. Uh, James is calling in today because on the AirPod. Yeah. <laughs> so we got James. Uh, we got James phoning in. Um, but listen, this is our last episode of 2022. Man, crazy. We're what gonna... a year 2022, huh? Huh, guys? Yeah. It was a lot. Maybe we need to do a year in review episode next time. Nah. <laughs> we don't want to review. I'm not reviewing. No reviewing. I'm not reviewing 2022. There's <laughs> way too many things that changed this year. We're not doing, we're not doing bless up rap. <laughs> The rap of up. I was well. Spotify did like a did a little rap for the podcast, but yeah. And Spotify is a Spotify is a credible source. Yeah, I can't believe people like listen. Yeah, it is wild. So. It is wild to learn and to be reminded at least once a year that people genuinely listen to this. <laughs> I know. Cause I don't we, know why you're still here, but if you are, <laughs> what's good? Yeah. Bless up. Bless up. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for joining us. We don't actually, so, uh, you know, we always shout out to JD on this podcast because he's the one who um, who does all of the producing. But because JD does all the producing, we don't actually see any, like, numbers or listener thing. Like, we see nothing. We literally just record um, and then laugh when people text us. Corey's been getting a bunch of texts since the last episode about the fact yeah. that he's still not on yeah. LinkedIn. <laughs> like, I checked. You said to check, and I checked, and you're not on LinkedIn. <laughs> So hope, keep holding me accountable. If you listen again and I'm still not on LinkedIn by the time this post, then you're not going to be it. <laughs> listen, y'all can hit me up. <laughs> but, but, uh, yeah. So Corey, why don't you walk us through today? Because you're, oh, I got you're you. the pro on this. I got you. So, uh, I don't know. I don't know about being a pro, but, uh, we're going to give it a shot. So, uh, so the question, the question that I want to kick off our time with, uh, today is, um, you know, in honor of the holidays, this episode is going to drop right before uh, Christmas 2022. And so um, looking ahead at the holidays, <clears throat> what is that holiday tradition that either one of two things that either you would never want to miss? What's the holiday tradition you'd never want to miss or other side of that coin? What's the holiday tradition that you absolutely want to make an effort to miss? <laughs> Oh, well, okay. So my family has a lot of traditions. Mm -hmm. My family loves Christmas. Definitely more than a few. Yeah. So I actually, I actually don't even know that I can pick any of those. I think probably my favorite tradition. I don't, I mean, yeah, something I don't want to miss every single year. Actually, um, James will love this is that one of my favorite things we do is take our kids and go up to Lake Anna and oh, walk yeah. through the Christmas yeah. lights every yeah. year. Because shout, out, shout out to Barberton, bro. 
Yeah, Corey and I had our uh, our first date 13 years ago. Don't even act like you knew that before this podcast. Don't even act like you knew that before I said it. I didn't. Don't, I didn't. Don't do that. I didn't. I had no idea. Um, but Corey and I's first date, we went to Lake Anna and walked around the Christmas lights. And he had no idea at the time that Christmas lights are like one of my favorite things and didn't know what a big deal Christmas always was in my family growing up mm. and still is to this day. Uh, he just happened to, by chance, uh, knock it out of the park on our first date. I was and, just a smooth operator yeah, back then, guys. And, and we went and walked around those Christmas lights. And so we've done that every single year in December. And then once we started having kids... It was really fun because we took the kids and walked them through the lights. and They're obsessed with Christmas lights, so it's, yes. it definitely hits with them. Yes. And so, um, and now they know the spot where Corey proposed because when he proposed, um, James strung Christmas lights over this gazebo and was hiding in the bushes, which I didn't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he pro- <laughs> also proposed at Lake Anna. Yeah. And then James um, ate my food. <laughs> yes. yes. It was so good. Because <laughs> I was too nervous to eat, so I took it to go. And then while we were ca- calling family to be like, hey, we're engaged, James is over there slamming my freaking dinner, bro. <laughs> because, because of course, when Corey proposed, it was also Rachel, Corey, and James then, too. Yeah. Uh, and so, yeah, so that's I what mean- I'm, yeah. Yeah, that's one of my favorite. My one of my favorite things every year is taking the kids. They know the spot where Corey proposed, going to see the Christmas lights, uh, all of that. And um, you know, that's it was it was in Barberton. Yeah, so that's a good one. What about you, JT? You know, it's kind of ironic that my car just broke down today, and that was the excuse that oh my gosh! my car broke down. I oh, that's right. Breaking <laughs> that's down. right. <laughs> That was why. We, that's today. right. That's right. That's why we went to Barberton. Was I told Rachel, which was just an excuse. I told Rachel, like, dang, James's car broke down in Barberton, and it was so believable because you had so many instances getting stranded where we had to come get you. It was so believable that she was like, "Well, let's go get him then." I'm like, "Let's go get him then." Yeah, that was literally how you got me to suspect nothing about going to Lake Anna in yep. September. You told me James's car broke down, right. and that is also why James. <laughs> why you're calling? calling that's hilarious hilarious. oh that's funny so holiday traditions james what were you gonna say oh man uh two two of them uh one of them is like yeah i feel like one of them is like a good tyler perry movie and the other is a bad tyler perry oh no (laughs) But they're both very Tyler Perry movie like. There's there's something about Tyler Perry that really does capture like big black families. Uh, the first one, I love it. It's like when we all get there for Thanksgiving, every single every single year, as long as I can remember. My grandma starts off and she says what she's thankful for. And then everyone in the whole family goes around and says what they're thankful for. Mm-hmm. Uh my grandma down to like little kids, like everyone. And it's just been, it's been interesting. Like as I've paid attention through the years, just to hear like in the midst of like, whether it's been the greatest year or the worst year, like, yeah, the deep Christianity was just found and like, yeah, reminding, yeah, reminding each other that, yeah, 
we have so much to be grateful for. It's like incredible. It's my favorite family tradition all year. That's the good Tyler Perry movie. Uh, the bad Tyler Perry movie is oh, like no. every few years we have like a big family gathering on the holidays. So it's like big, super extended family Thanksgiving. And on big, super extended family Thanksgiving, uh, my mom has eight, there's eight of them. And then my grandpa had 12 brothers and sisters that all are averaging about like six kids apiece. And then it's like the grandkids, the great grandkids. So it's legit like most of the black people in like Barber and Akron, like, are in that joint. <laughs> and sometimes I don't know if it's like, if it's Thanksgiving dinner, if it's a church service, if it's the club. If it's a liquor store, like it, it's all of those things at once. And this year, like I put my foot down. I was like, I'm not going. I'm not going at all. I don't want to go. So I didn't go. And then I got guilty. My mom called me. She's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, cousin, cousin Mookie and Bobo and everybody <laughs> and their nicknames. They said they missed you. They haven't seen you in a long time. And I was like, yeah, if they want to take out my number, they know where I'd be at at the same number since 2006. <laughs> they know where I'd be at. <laughs> they want to see me. So, yeah, those are my two families. Family traditions. That's funny. Um, yeah, I think, I think for me, um, I think my favorite holiday tradition is honestly the one that we started as a friend tradition that has moved Uh, to a family tradition like uh, throughout the years, which is like the fact that Rachel and I uh, on Christmas every year leave uh, (laughs) Ohio um, and we go down to uh, Hilton Head. Uh, It started when we first got married uh, and we started going down with friends and then we started having kids and friends who weren't having kids didn't want to go anymore because, you know, I mean, it's difficult <laughs> having kids. I don't understand. Uh, yeah, I don't know why you wouldn't want to still hang out with us, but no, it's fine. Um, but I think that um, that's that's kind of become like something that I look forward to every year and this year, even though it's a little bit more difficult. I am still genuinely looking forward to the fact that like every year um, on Christmas, we're going to leave and go on vacation as as a family. And um, <clears throat> one of the things that uh, a friend of mine, shout out, uh, shout out to Trey uh tribe on the move um uh one of the things that 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 trey recommended to me was like finding something different every year like as a gift or as an experience uh to do or to have on that trip so that way like the kids you might not always remember the year and like all the different trips might blur together but like you'll remember the trip by like by like oh yeah that's the year that we got the Nintendo Switch like I remember that because you know blah 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 you know what I mean or like that's the year that uh you know like just j- just the different stuff and so that's something that we've tried to be really intentional about this year is going to be the year that uh we had to drive uh, <laughs> yep. because Rachel's eye surgery we can't uh we can't fly we're on that no fly list so um so we'll be we'll be driving this will be the year we we drove so we'll see what kind of memories we come back with that um but but yeah something that I look forward to all year I will admit that in many years 
uh, and this is kind of our segue here, like in many years, this trip has represented a time to crash, right? So December, you know, especially for like Thanksgiving kind of kicks it off. And then from Thanksgiving to Christmas, it's just like, go, 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 go. All the biggest, all the most demanding all year long, excuse me, all seem to happen between Thanksgiving and Christmas, like at third street, the biggest event we do all year is always like the first or second week of December. Right. And just, you know, all the, all the family events and all the, and it always, always feels like, like crazy things always happen this time of year. And this year has been no exception, man. Like I feel like we've been through so many different things, um, good and bad already this, this month. And so, so often I feel like this time of year, I have such an unhealthy rhythm uh, of life and work that by the time I get to Christmas, by the time I get to that vacation, it's not really like a, Oh, this will be a nice time away. It's a crash. Like I just like fall into a pillow for seven days. And so, um, that's been something that I think this year, especially I'm trying to be more cautious of, um, is not just treating it as a time to crash. I think that, Um, what kind of comes to my mind this year, especially is that I feel like for a lot of us, the holidays can be a time where we just set certain markers of things that we have to do or have to be at. Um, and we like multitask or socialize our way through the holidays. We multitask and we socialize our way through this like time away from work, this time with family or friends, or, you know, this time until, uh, until the new year, but we don't take it as an opportunity to actually, um, rest. We don't take it as an opportunity to recharge. And I think for a lot of us, we don't take it as an opportunity to like connect, um, to, to take the opportunity with some friends or some family that maybe we don't get to see all that often, um, and have like deep, meaningful conversation that pushes the relationship forward and not just casual socialized, um, you know, or like casual, like social mode, surfacey conversation, uh, or fill it with like the tasks of like, what's got to get done in the kitchen or with presents or whatever. And we just kind of like miss miss the opportunity to rest and connect. And so that's kind of where I wanted to like spend our time today is like, is like for those of us who are listening, for those of us who are about to go through uh, a really, or have been going through a really intense holiday season, like, man, how can we make sure that this holiday, especially it's not just about go hard and then crash, but actually like experience all of the moments. How can we be present this holiday season, whether it's a positive or a negative experience like how um traditionally how can we be present uh in the right time in the right spaces this holiday season and not just have it be something that we just get through well you guys have this thing that you always talk about and um i mean i personally to use like the most millennial phrase ever i feel personally victimized by (laughs) (laughs) your uh your gears that you guys like to talk about. Um, Cause I know you guys, so we've talked about it before that you guys are both certified by giant worldwide. Mm-hmm. And so you're these leadership consultants um, and the five gears that you guys have talked about is like one of the most convicting things for me because uh, I feel like I, I just kind of go back and forth between I'm moving at a speed of 100 and I'm completely zoned in 
on the task at hand and the thing that I have to get done. And then I just completely flip to, all right, I just like, I just zoned out on this thing that I was trying to get done, ignored literally everyone and everything around me in order to get it done. And now I'm just crashing. Mm. Um, and, and so when it comes to like the, the family gatherings and the stuff that you're talking about, I feel like, um, I typically am moving at a hundred to get everything done because there's so many moving pieces, right? Like I work full time. We got four kids, like four kids means four people to shop for just in our house. And then we got all these other kids we got to get presents for. And then I got to make sure you, that each kid has all of their outfits for like elf day and whatever is happening at school on top (laughs) of all of that. And that's an actual example. I didn't even make that up. Shout out to school spirit week. Oh my gosh. It makes my children so stressed. Um, but so I, I'm doing all of that. So then by the time I show up for the family gathering or the event or the Christmas party or whatever it is that we're showing up for, like my brain's just done. I'm not even sure that I can actually engage. Like, mm-hmm. and so when you guys talk about like the five gears and these five different ways to socially interact and unplug, I feel like. I mean, you're going to have to explain what the gears are, but like, Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm always in the wrong gear for the space that I'm in. Mm. And like, admittedly, I just don't even know how to get in the right one because I'm tired. Yeah. So for those uh, who don't know, so the five gears is a, is a tool uh, in the toolkit by, uh, by giant, which is something that James and I um, actively uh, teach and use to, to coach um, businesses and other partners. Um, the five gears is used in hopes of allowing people to, um, be present, uh, in, in the right way, uh, in the right time. Right. So when we talk about five gears, we use the imagery of, uh, the, the, the classic like gear shift. You know what I mean? I I don't know how many people still grew up on stick shift. My first car ever, uh, was a stick shift. That was the car that never made it out of the garage. Shout out uh, to my dad. Um, but I think that, I think that what, what happens is, um, we have we have five different modes of existing um, in in any given moment. So fifth gear being the full focus locked in mode that Rachel was talking about, like block out the world. Nothing else can get to me. This is the thing I'm focused on. And here it is. And it's it's like it's like the AirPods in music going, no interruptions whatsoever. It's just like getting stuff done. Full focus mode coming down to fourth gear is like multitask mode. You're you're kind of checking off tasks on on your checklist. Um, but you're, but you're not like fully focused on any one thing. You're kind of open to interruption. Maybe, maybe you're like me, uh, who, who's kind of doing the ADHD thing where you're doing like a little bit of five different things all at the exact same time. It's like multitask, uh, mode. Third gear is social mode. That's like your casual friendly conversation. Like we're kicking it. We're watching the game. We're talking about fantasy. We're talking about, you know, whatever, whatever else. Second gear, uh, is that intentional convert that intentional connection mode. It's connect mode. It's that, it's that deep conversation. It's that intimate conversation. It's that, like deep connecting between people that like like I said earlier it kind of like moves the relational needle forward and then first gear is that all necessary gear of recharging and uh, uh, uh and plug like um 
what am I trying to say? Recharging and 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 resting. resting. Good grief! Why was that so difficult? <laughs> Which one do you need? How, right now? Yeah, no kidding, right? Um, so recharging and and resting, whatever it is that kind of like fills you back up. And so I guess like to yeah, like you were saying to kind of use that anecdote or that tool uh, to put language to this conversation. I would say in the holiday season, we're super tempted to run this like third, fourth, fifth gear. Right. The the social casual conversation mode, the multitasking mode of all the stuff that's got to get done or the full focus. Like I'm not hanging out with people right now. I'm just like cranking it out and getting stuff done because it's end of the year and whatever else. And we miss the opportunity to have deep, meaningful conversations and we miss the opportunity to rest and to recharge. So you're right. That is that is helpful, helpful language for the conversation. James, I want you to jump in, though. What do you what do you think? You know, you know, to find gear, like, it just reminds me of something that one of our professors, like, taught us when we were in the undergrad, like, we walked into Sue Nicholson's class, and the first thing that she told us was context is everything. And I think that doesn't only apply to, like, how we interpret scripture, but I think that's just, like, a good, like, life tool, that context is everything. Mm-hmm. I think if we're able to know our context, and we're able to really, like, know what's going on around us, and we're able to engage properly. I feel like the five gears really helps us to do that. Another giant tool talks about the difference between being accidental and being intentional. Mm. Like, the difference between being accidental and being intentional. And I know, like, as someone who, like, yeah, a lot of people say type A and type B. I think I'm like type B. <laughs> so as someone who just wants to let the world happen and like take everything as it comes, I found in my life when I'm intentional versus being accidental that that actually like gives more room for like spontaneous and responding to the spontaneous and just yeah, it gives more ability to be in relationship in ways that I desire to be. Uh, what the five gears does is the five gears helps us be in context uh, properly and it helps us engage and it helps us be intentional versus being accidental uh, in those spaces. I know I'm someone who likes to live in gear three and gear four. Like I, I love gear three. I don't love gear four, but because I love gear three so much, it causes me to live in gear four a lot. Mm. Well, I'm multitasking a ton because I love just the social space, mm-hmm. the space of like not really going too deep, just having some conversations about sports, just kind of chilling, just kind of shopping. It's a low expectation space, so I love it. But because I love that space so much, uh, it causes me to like go to space four when that's not like, yeah, that's not the best space for me. I need to figure out how to access. Uh, gear five and gear two a little more strongly. Uh, James, you said something that really piqued my curiosity that I would like you to elaborate on a little bit. Um, you said that being intentional instead of accidental makes more space for the spontaneous to happen in your life. Um, I feel like for a lot of people listening and myself included um, spontaneous usually gets categorized as accidental. And so can you just like explain that 
a little bit more about how being uh, intentional makes more space for spontane- spontaneity in life. Yeah. Uh, I, it makes me cringe, like, how deeply I have to use my calendar now. Like, I have to put everything on my calendar. I have to, like, working out is on my calendar. Like, <laughs> yep. reading, re- reading is literally on my calendar. Yep, that's good. I need to make sure I'm reading so I can, like, be somewhat decent in the pulpit. But, like, mm-hmm. uh, I hate how much I have to use that. But, quite literally, like, in my relationships with people, when I'm intentional and when I'm prepared, what happens is when I'm in spaces and things happen, which I love, I love spontaneity. Like I'm able to actually be extemporaneous and I'm able to actually move on my feet far better because I've scheduled in time to read, because I've mm-hmm. scheduled yeah. in time to work out. You know, there's a plan sleeping. for getting that done. Yeah, there's a plan for getting that done. So it just helps, it helps me to just say, like, at times, you know what? I'm just going to, like, put down the calendar instead of a time when I just didn't use the calendar at all. Yeah. And that just, that just caused a deeper mess. But now that I'm, yeah, now that I'm in a space where, like, yeah, I'm intentional about far more things, it's okay for me to do that. I mean, like, my eating has been, like, a, my eating has been, like, a pretty significant it's been a pretty significant like struggle of mine, like having a bunch of stomach issues. And what I've noticed, like over the last seven months that I've like locked into it is yeah, if I'm gonna eat dairy every day, I'm gonna be an absolute wreck. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm gonna be an absolute wreck. But if I don't if I manage what I eat every once in a while. Every once in a while, Slide I can have a couple there. slices. Yeah, I have a couple slices of pizza, and it doesn't destroy me. And I think that's yeah, that's what I'm that's what I'm pointing at. When I'm intentional about things, it gives way for spontaneity. It gives way for the occasion. It gives way, and I love that stuff. Yeah. So it actually like gives me the ability to like yeah move with the spirit and move with my intuition and just say, so you know what. I'm going to put this down and know that like, yeah, I'm going to put this down now, but like tomorrow I'm locking back in. <laughs> I'm locking back in. So that it opens up more space to yeah, continue living that way. Yep. I can't, as, as you were talking, the, um, the imagery um, of uh, Mary and Martha uh, with Jesus in the mm-hmm. Gospels, like pops in my head, right? And I feel like I feel like a lot of times, like we have a uh, just kind of like a weak view of uh, of that of that section. But to kind of like apply it here a little bit, I feel like what you know what's happening is uh, Mary, Mary, Jesus is coming over for dinner. Mary is fully prepared to like sit at the feet of Jesus and to be like intimately present with uh with jesus meanwhile martha is a little bent uh out of shape because she's trying to set the table she's trying to get the salad ready she's trying to like get the food out she's trying to do all this kind of stuff so that jesus has an enjoyable experience and mary's not helping at all and she's like yo like can i get my sister to help me with these tasks and jesus is like man listen martha like and he doesn't he doesn't rebuke her work 
Like, I want to make sure, like, I go out of my way real quick, and I'll let you guys add add color to it in a second. Um, I, like, he, it's not that he's rebuking that she is working or getting stuff done. Because at the end of the day, the table does need set. The food does need put out. Somebody's got to get the water. But what Jesus is saying is, like, don't miss this moment. Like, don't miss this moment. And I think the older I get, it's it's a perspective that I wish I had longer ago where I wish I had the perspective of like having holidays with all of my, all of my cousins being present and somebody said, says like just whispers in my ear, don't miss this moment because now I think about how um, those moments now are few and far between if they ever occur again. And, um, you know, maybe some missed opportunities that are had over the holidays, you know, intentional conversations or just deep, meaningful connection that's missed because we're tired or we're worried about getting the food out or, you know, worried about the logistics of when these when these kids are going to get in, get to get into their presence. Um, You know, we miss we miss the moment. And um, that's that's like what I hear you know, you guys kind of, kind of talking about is like, is like not, not missing the moment in the right time to, uh, to, to be able to, um, to connect, but then also, uh, having a plan for the stuff that does need to get done because stuff still needs to get done. But when you have a plan for it, at least that's, that's the way like my mind works, right? When I know that there's a plan, like, oh my gosh, yeah, X, Y, and Z is still not done, but I know that I have this time slot on Friday that I've already put on my calendar to get it done. Now I can go to sleep on Wednesday night. <clears throat> but if I don't have that plan, I'm not sleeping on Tuesday, Wednesday, or Thursday Yeah. until I get the opportunity to get it done. You feel me? And that is going to make me not my best self. That's going to make me miss the moment more than anything else. Indeed, man. Indeed, that's so true. I feel like, I mean, is that we're in the Advent season, and as I'm just like reading the stories of Jesus' birth, and then in John, as I'm just reading like the spiritual version of that, as John like zooms out and gives us that prologue, it's so incredible, like the moments that are captured there like the moments that would seem like mundane and that would seem like they don't matter. Mm-hmm. They would seem incredibly ordinary. Like we see the extraordinary happening. Yeah. I'm with you, man. I don't want to miss those. You know, one of the um, constant arguments that I have with my children right now is uh, put your shoes away. Just put your shoes away. It's like the constant argument in our house. And uh, I've been uh, specifically having this conversation with Sarah and Kaylee about, hey, if you just put your stuff back where it belongs, then it's right there ready for you when you need it. And like, man, that is, I feel like that's exactly the very boiled down uh, example of like what we're talking about right now and when I say what we're talking about I mean what you guys are talking about and I'm sitting over here being very convicted about because in a season where like I'm so tired 
Like, I'm just tired. It's, it's you know, four-month-old sleep regression and uh, working from home 40 hours a week with a two-year-old and a four-month-old. And, oh, yeah, it's Christmas on top of that. And, oh, yeah, recovery from surgery. Like, just exhausting thing after exhausting thing. Like, what I really want to do is just unhealthily uh, detach. Yeah. Like, I just, I, I'm going to be 100% honest, um, and everyone listening is more than welcome to judge me. I watched the entire Netflix series of Wednesday in three days. And I'm a, I am work full-time, and I got kids. So that tells you, like, how much sleep I didn't have. Um, and how much I was not taking care of myself because I was like, I just gonna, I'm just gonna watch this show because this is me resting. Man, that's not me resting. Like binging that Netflix series was not resting. So you know what wasn't there when I needed it? My shoes. You know what I mean? Like the rest, the rest that I needed, I was not. I was not putting things back where they belong so that I was ready. Like that phrase, um, stay ready so you don't have to get ready, sounds exhausting, (laughs) but it's actually not. It's really just taking care of yourself in the way that you need to. It's exactly what James is talking about of like, be intentional so that you can be spontaneous. Mark out the times in your week where you are going to take care of yourself so that you can deeply connect with your family when you're with them instead of being exhausted and this is just preaching to me because this is exactly what i am not doing in my life right now like that argument that i have with my kids every day put your shoes back so that when you need to put them on your feet you know where they are take care of yourself so then when you need to be on and ready to spend time with your family you're not looking for your rest because that's kind of where i have found myself lately is like i'm looking for my rest and i had those pockets I just chose to watch Wednesday Adams instead. That was just not what was good for my life. And then yeah. I found myself so exhausted. Like, I wonder why my brain and my eyes are tired. Well, it's because I never actually unplugged them. Like, I never actually took the time to literally sleep. But then also do the things that I needed to do to recharge. Like when Martha is talking to Jesus, Jesus doesn't rebuke her actions. He rebukes her posture. Like her posture was, we need to get all this work done because this is what's more important. And he's like, no, that work does need to be done. But like what's truly important is connecting with what's in front of you. And man, I've done a really bad job of staying ready to get ready. I've done a really bad job of like connecting with what's in front of me because I'd rather connect with the talents of Netflix producers and watch the amazing things that they created instead of actually taking care of like my soul and myself. Mm-hmm. James, listen to yeah, us, bro. Our, our, our younger selves would have rebuked us. Our, our college selves would have would have hated the idea of being so prepared and planned out so that we could be present in the moment. Look at look at how grown. Look at how grown we've gotten. Man, it's 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 absolutely nuts. And I don't even people who like knew me then, like they either refuse to believe this like about me that I do these things now <laughs> or, or they're completely shocked. <laughs> like yeah. there's some there's some people who they just refuse and it's people who like 
don't know about like what we're doing. But then it's like others who like, yeah, I was talking to Jacqueline the other day. She was like, she was like, I'm continually shocked. But it's just, it's just, it's just real, man. And like back in those days, I think what it was, I trusted in giftedness too much. That's yeah. I thought like right. that. I thought that my giftedness <laughs> would get me like, through. Would just would get me through, and it allowed me to just like show up with no preparation. But man, like Doctor Linville was so right. Like the Holy Spirit works in preparation. That's right. Man, Rich Velotis has an entire chapter on that in the Deeply Formed Life. That book, oh my gosh, that book is so convicting and so good. He's got that whole chapter on how giftedness, like giftedness is real. Like you have things that you are genuinely good at, but there comes a point where you're going to have to rely on the preparation and the refining of your character because at some point giftedness has a peak. It absolutely does. Yeah. And I think of all the times that <clears throat> that we went with the more uh, relational uh, thing to do. Um, and the end result of which was a missed opportunity to do well on the thing the next day. Yeah. <clears throat> Unfortunately for my GPA, that was a uh, that was that was often exams uh, <laughs> or papers. Um, but, but that's, but that's, that's what it comes down to, right. Is like choosing, um, choosing the, the unplanned for, uh, more times than not got, got me, got me taken away from what I actually knew I needed to do, uh, the next day. I want to go back, um, to one of the things that you said, um, which is just that, like that central focus and that, that central focus and that central idea of just not missing what's right in front of you. I think that like, ultimately that's my hope for this entire conversation. That's my hope for this podcast. That's my hope for all of us. Like this holiday season is not missing the opportunities that are right in front of us, whether you're a believer or not. Right. Because I know our audience enough to know that not everybody, not everybody knows Jesus as well as we might, we might uh, assume in our conversation, you have an opportunity in front of you this holiday season, whether the holidays have been a positive time for you or not. Um, you have an opportunity uh, in front of you there. People are never more open or, or um, keen on the idea of hope than they are during the holiday season. And so if you are a believer, you have an opportunity to be present um, and provide an opportunity for hope this holiday season. But that is easily missed and that is easily lost when we get caught up in all the things that we have to do and all of the places that we have to go. And <clears throat> equally as so, if you are somebody who is looking for hope, this is a season where I believe it's more easily identifiable and readily available. Um, but also easiest to miss in all of the hustle and bustle of the end of the year season. And so my encouragement um, for everyone uh, coming out of this is like, is to do the proper planning to do uh, to have the proper perspective and to just be ready um, 
to be engaged with what's right in front of you in the right moment. When it's time and you're by yourself, get into that fifth gear, right? Get stuff done, crank it out, right? Or take that as the opportunity to, uh, to, to, to rest. But I don't want to see, see us this year. Like that's my goal this year. That's my goal for our vacation this year is I don't want a fifth, fourth, and third gear my way through the holidays. I don't want a casual conversation, multitask, or full focus my way through the holidays this year. I want to take this time intentionally to connect, to be present with what's right in front of me when it's right in front of me. Like, be present in deep and meaningful conversation, and to also be present in, how does our guy Mike say it, uh, participate in my own healing yeah. by being present in rest when it's time to rest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. All right, family that, uh, that wraps up our 2022 podcast season. We're going to take a break. We're going to do exactly what Corey is saying, and we are going to rest and connect over the next few weeks. Um, or at least we're going to try and listen. Now I just encourage you to do the same. Enjoy the time that you have either on your own or with your friends, with your family, um, and look for opportunities to genuinely connect with the people in front of you. Put down your phone, put down your headphones, lay off Candy Crush and Netflix, and and, and truly engage with your with kids in your life, your family, your friends, the people right in front of you. Don't miss an opportunity to have genuine connection with the people around you this holiday season. All right, we will be back in mid-January. Bless up. Bless up. Bless up.